0: Stay home and study. I'm going to work now. Goodbye, Dad! I quickly locked the door. Yes! Now I can play the guitar without his ban! I pulled out from under the the <laughs> electric guitar that I had spent one year buying. When I hit the first music note, a black shadow from the window was watching me. It was my dad! He opened the window and burst into me. I rushed to unlock the door. As I was about to run out, my father grabbed the guitar's plug and jerked it back, which made me fall to the ground. That's right, my dad broke my guitar no matter how much I begged him. Hi everyone, my name's Emma, a girl who happened to know rock and roll music and fell in love with it for the first time I played. However, my father, a science professor, absolutely hated this kind of music. He considered rock players rebels destroying their own lives. Right, my father saw me as one of them and always forbade me to do what I liked. After that incident, my dad made me sign up for a science class. I kept yawning over the class and the guy next to me was yawning too. We subconsciously looked at each other and laughed. His name was Peter. He absolutely hated science like me. He suddenly asked me, Hey, do you want to go somewhere more interesting when finishing the class? Anywhere can save me. After that, Peter took me to the rock club of which he was the leader. Peter introduced me to the members of the band, each of whom played a different instrument, with electric bass, organ, and electric guitar. And Peter played the drums and be the main vocal. Do you try listening to a song? I nodded eagerly. OMG, I had to say Peter's band was so professional. Suddenly, Peter gave me the guitar to try. Great, since my dad crushed my guitar, I hadn't touched any guitar else. I took it and plugged it into the speaker. Let me teach you a great trick. He held my hand and showed me the most basic steps. I felt my hands heating up, and my heartbeat was faster than ever. That's how we play, Emma. Did you hear what I said? Only then did I hear Peter say, smiling wryly, I did. But when I played it again, it was still like a disaster. You can come and practice with us if you want. Since then, I regularly visit the club and became a member before I knew it. People collected money to buy me a new guitar. I love it. Thanks to all of you. Even though I was always afraid of my father finding out, I still took the risk. Every night, I played the role of a daughter who obeyed my dad, going out to study (laughs) groups with Peter. Remember to study hard. Stop (laughs) hiding from me playing that stupid instrument. Once we were out of dad's sight, Peter and I changed into the rock-chic leather suits. One day... When going to the club, everyone looked very sad. It turned out Jerry the guitar player was about to move abroad, but there was only one month left until the music festival was held in the city. Jerry offered me to replace him. Everyone looked at me intently waiting for my answer. Of course I couldn't refuse. That night I stayed late to say goodbye to Jerry with everyone. When I got home, I was still humming the tune in my head, and suddenly the light was turned on. I saw my dad still sitting on the sofa to wait for me. He didn't say anything, but just stared at me. Good night, dad. The next day, Peter came to pick me up as usual. After we performed very well together, there was applause. We looked at the sound in a daze, and I fearfully realized it was my father. He seemed to have followed me and Peter. When everyone still didn't know what was going on, my dad approached me, took the guitar from my hand and knead it, bringing it into pieces. I was scared to tears. He grabbed my hand and dragged me away. Follow me home. Peter saw that and ran over to stop my father. From now on, stay away from Emma. Having said that, my father pushed Peter down hard. Everyone rushed to help him, but I could only see in hopelessness. When I got home, I cried and told my mom everything. Contrary to my expectations, she only advised, I think you should listen to your dad. He only wants the best for you. At that moment, my dad burst in and threw a sheet of paper on my bed and said, I signed you up for the upcoming science fair. If you win, I'll skip this. From now on, you have to stay at home to complete the model. I was dumbfounded. A week later, I could only stay indoors to create a soda volcano that I learned from the cartoon Phineas and Ferb. Why do you make such a toy? Don't embarrass me in the contest, make another one. I was sad, making a robot in the hope of satisfying my dad. Because of not having any tools, I went to the attic to find some useful items. When looking up at the high shelf, I spotted my dad's old toolbox yeah here it was i tried to reach it that made a whole bunch of things fall with it what was so heavy unexpectedly when i opened it there was an old electric guitar inside but it still looked very good must have been cleaned regularly and on the top was carved my mother's name at this moment my mother ran in emma i heard something my mom froze when she saw me (gasps) holding her guitar It turned out that my mom used to be a rock singer, but she suddenly got pregnant with me at the age of 18. Although my dad advised her to stay at home, my mom sneaked out to attend the concert. That day, an overzealous fan pulled her leg and made her fall to the stage. That made her almost miscarry. Since then, my dad really hated rock music, as well as people who liked it. And my mom also decided to give up her passion to become a housewife and take care of this family. After hearing the story, I quickly hugged my mom. I'll definitely win the science fair for a chance to get back into rock music and prove it to dad. My mom (laughs) patted my head, smiling. That's right, let's prove it together. That said, I stayed up all night building a robot holding an electric guitar hoping my dad could see my dream. Finally the day of the science fair came. When we arrived, I brought my robot into the waiting position. While my dad was greeting the judges, I secretly opened the robot to check it, but I realized it had been swapped into another robot. My dad had definitely made it as a replacement for my one. Apparently, he never cared about my feelings or my efforts. Furious, I surreptitiously snapped the switch on the back of the robot's neck to cause it to malfunction. As my dad and the judges came, the robot suddenly jumped on my dad's shoulder. It grabbed his beard and yanked. Everyone pointed at him and laughed he tried to pull out the robot emma what did you do with it (laughs) during the chaos my mom suddenly touched my hand let's go go to the place that you belong to peter's waiting after that she took my hand and ran away when we arrived at the music festival everyone in the band had been already waiting there luckily soon it's our turn to perform but my guitar before i could finish my sentence my mom gave me her guitar (laughs) i left it in the trunk Let's go on stage and shine. I took it from my mom and nodded gently. Let's do it, Emma. As we were about to go on stage, a shout stopped us. (gasps) Stop. My father rushed over and grabbed my hand. How dare you disobey me. But this is where I really belong. At this moment, my mom stopped him. Let Emma go up there. It is not only her dream, but it is also my unfinished desire. After listening to my mom say that, He gradually released my hand, nodded and pushed me onto the stage. Don't lose it. I laughed and went on stage with the band. Finally, my dad also saw me shining on stage with millions of cheers from the audience. After that event, my dad agreed to let me pursue my passion and also let my mom work as an assistant for our band, Highlight Band, because we received a lot of invitations to perform and became more and more famous. (laughs) Through many ups and downs, Peter and I had become an inspirational couple in the eyes of our fans.
1: I dashed along the hallway, then skidded to a halt in front of the classroom door. Ah, uh, I was late. Again. Miss Anderson, what's your excuse today? Morning, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, but my spaniel hit my shoes, then I tripped over a package by my front door, then my heap of a junk car wouldn't start, and… That's enough. Good god. Please sit down. Ashley already took attendance. What? So much for my perfectly crafted excuse. Mr. O'Shaughnessy totally would have let it slide. But she had to ruin it. I'm Ashley. I'm pretty. I'm perfect. Everybody likes me. Well, no one likes teacher's pets, Ashley. Think I'm being too harsh on her? (laughs) Just ask anyone about Ashley Mae Anderson. Ashley's father is a vet with a Medal of Valor. They even had dinner with the President at the White House for her sweet 16 she rented out the swankiest club downtown for an entire weekend and david getta dj'd ashley dated two college boys at the same time and when they found out things got physical okay okay maybe not all that was true but who cares look the main character here is me hi my name's ashley may anderson i know what a freaky coincidence right but that's the only thing we had in common Because unlike popular Ashley, I'm just a normal teen who's just minding her own business. But then she transferred here and messed up everything. This happens every time I open my locker. And they're not addressed to me, but to Ashley. Jeez, why do boys go so cuckoo bananas over that pretentious princess? I gathered that whole cluster and dumped them on Ashley's desk. Here's your delivery for the day. Oh, I have no use for those things. You can keep them if you want. (laughs) <laughs> how snobby. I know those rumors weren't all lies. Alright, if you said so. Being mistaken for Ashley was so annoying that I did consider putting a sign on my locker or something. But I suppose sometimes it actually had its perks. Like when I accidentally knocked over a trash can in the school's parking lot. But upon knowing my name, the janitor said my father was his commanding officer back in the day and let me off. And believe it or not, these mix-ups didn't only happen at school. Once, my family went out for dinner and the staff at this restaurant thought we were the other Andersons. They must be some really important people because the super-attentive waiters topped up our drinks for free and gave us complimentary desserts. Pretty sweet, right? Only when we were leaving, things almost went south when the manager shook my dad's hand and said, Thank you for your service. My dad seemed confused, but fortunately, I dragged him away before they busted us. I mean, Ashley's been enjoying these privileges her entire life, so it's fair I benefit a little from them. Especially since I have to endure being called her Walmart version. Anyway, back to me. I arrived home to find a teary-eyed girl sitting on our front porch. She must be one of Billy's exes. If your brother's a jock that all girls flock around, you'd get used to this real soon. He went through girlfriends quicker than hair gel, and he always had some peeves about them, like Mandy, too clingy, Katie, too dramatic, Maggie, too flirty. The list goes on. Then, as soon as my backpack hit the bedroom floor, my door burst open. Hey, I need your help. What Need a hand to make up with cry Barbie out there? She's ancient history. Check this out. Her name's Jane Brown. Ain't she a beaut? I immediately recognized her. She's the waitress that he kept eyeing the other day. Now, he needed my help to ask her out and not seem creepy. So, I suggested taking her to his friend Alexander's party this weekend. How do you know about that? Isn't that cool people exclusive? As if I wanted to. I was added to their group chat by accident because they thought I was Ashley. (laughs) Right. Hot Ashley. You should come too. I'll be with Jane, but Victor will be there. Wait, I'll see my crush at that stupid party? Sign me up then. Jocks, cheerleaders, stuck-up kids. This place was packed with people like Billy. My brother briefly introduced me to the host Alexander, while Madison followed him around looking all shy and gooey-eyed. Wasn't she bothered that all Alexander seemed to care about was if anyone had seen Ashley? I also got to officially meet Jane, but the person I was looking for was Victor. He's so much more than just a cute face in the crowd, he's the peanut butter to my jelly. But before I could talk to him, a bunch of dudes popped out of nowhere. This is Ashley? Oh man, I thought she was supposed to be pretty. No offense though. She's a six if you squint hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm squinting now and you're barely even a two yourself. No offense though. What What did did you say? say? (laughs) Don't worry, you could still go after pretty girls. They just need a crate of fear first. The crowd suddenly felt silent and stared at us. This party is so lame. Peace out, losers. Anywhere is better than a stuffy elitist hellhole. But it's a bummer I didn't get to talk to Victor. He's Billy's best bro and used to come hang out at our place pretty much every day. But not anymore. Guess has been avoiding me ever since I told him I had feelings for him. (sighs) I was going to settle things with him tonight, but those jerks ruined it. Do I need to print my own t-shirt saying, I'm Ashley, you must be looking for Ashley? The next day, while looking for Victor, I heard someone calling my name, but I turned around only to see Alexander calling for, ugh, Ashley. So annoying. I saw him make a move on her, but she said guys like him bored her, then proceeded to list all his flaws. Oof, harsh. From then on, I tried my best to avoid Ashley and thought my life would be light and breezy, but nope. On the contrary, I found myself in a series of unfortunate events. One day, a stack of religious magazines randomly showed up on our doorstep. But the real kicker was, they were all addressed specifically to me. And there was absolutely no way to convince my family and neighbors that I wasn't a member of the Church of Scientology. Two days later, all of my clean clothes had some weird stains and holes on them. I had to beg Billy to lend me some of his. That day, I went to school in an old jersey, looking like a midget. Ugh. Then, this Monday, I became the center of attention by showing up with my face covered in pimple patches and band-aids. Well, that's because I woke up to countless cystic acne and didn't have enough patches. This resulted in me being called the mummy for five days straight. But the final straw was… my car having two flat tires! The clock was ticking, so I asked Billy to take me to school. However, he just flat-out refused, saying he'd already promised to pick Dane up. No other choice, I had to ride my old bike. When I saw Billy's car in the driveway, my pettiness got the better of me, so I splashed my half-empty milk carton over the windshield. I'm on my way. Oh my god, you little brat! Sorry babe, you won't believe what my sister just did! Seeing Billy's reaction was chef's kiss. (laughs) Ha! You got it coming, big bro. The next day, my car was fixed, so I managed to get to school early. Looks like my string of bad luck was finally over. Okay, let's see who wants to confess to Queen Ashley today. From... Victor? Oh no, why him? I stood there frozen with a letter in my hand, still processing the situation when a friend came and showed me something on her phone. It's a video of me singing and dancing in my room! No one's supposed to see this, ever! it had been uploaded by some throwaway account, but who else could it be but... Jesus Christ, Billy! I rushed home to see Billy and Jane cuddling in the living room. How's he still so calm after pulling that on me? I confronted him, and he didn't even bother denying it, and even said that's what I deserved for vandalizing his car. We screamed and shouted at each other, but before we ended up in a fistfight, he stopped and stumped off to his room. I was still fuming, glaring at his shadow, and I saw Jane gomping at me in delight. Don't blame your poor brother too much, dear. It was I who pulled the strings. What? Jane? But why? We'd barely even interacted. Then she went on about all of my mishaps lately were her doings. Yep, my so-called bad luck, it had been Jane all along. That's for stealing Alexander from my sister. He's her first love. Do you know how heartbroken Zoe has been? Wait, Zoe who? And why on earth would I choose to mingle with that playboy Alex? Kudos to this girl for thinking I could ever steal someone's boyfriend. Hello, I'm still struggling with my lifelong crush over here. I tried to tell her she made a mistake, but she wouldn't listen. Stop denying it. I know it's you. You're East High's Ashley with a vet dad that checked all the boxes already. Hold up. There's another Ashley Mae Anderson in our school. She's Ashley with EY. I'm Ashley EIGH. Her dad is a war veteran. My father is a veterinarian. Oh snap. Good lord. She devised this intricate plan, approached Billy just to make it work, and was successful for the most part. Well, apart from having the wrong person. Just amazing. Jane apologized and promised to take down the video. However, she wanted me to help her take revenge on Ashley in return. I didn't want to get involved, but I also never wanted to be on her bad side again, so I reluctantly agreed. But if you think about it, Jane's story didn't quite add up. Ashley seemed to have a holier than thou attitude and had dozens of admirers waiting in line. Why would she get in between them? Not to mention, Alexander's a notorious player who Ashley already ruthlessly rejected. I believe there's more to this. As expected, thanks to that video, my school life was now even more awkward than usual. But it didn't matter, as I was too preoccupied with Operation Ashley. Today's mission approach her after cheerleading practice. I stood in the corner behind the bleacher, waiting for my chance. But before I showed myself, I saw Madison march over, say something to Ashley, then storm off. After that, Ashley started sobbing. I didn't know what happened, but I felt bad for her. So I tried comforting her, but she kept brushing me off. Look, you can keep the Ice Queen act all you want, but I know you have feelings too. I thought you might have something else you want to share with me, not just a name and it was like I pulled a lever that let out all of her bottled-up emotions, and we had a heart-to-heart all afternoon. Just as I thought, things weren't what they seemed. We'd better talk this through with one another, so I set up a meeting at a cafe in the South Coast Plaza, as they wouldn't dare to cause a scene in public, right? Anyway, Ashley clarified that Alexander and her weren't a thing, while assuring Zoe that she deserved a guy much better than him. But Alex was really sweet to me. He gave me this present on our one month anniversary. Did he say it's his grandmother's? Yeah, he tried giving me an identical one on my birthday. I'd say you dodged a bullet when you two broke up. Please look at yourself first. You two flirt with boys left and right and still act all high and mighty. Get off that high horse. Ashley seemed genuinely hurt by Jane's words that it took her a while to speak up. I'm just sick and tired of being the popular girl who has to live up to everyone's expectations. It's too exhausting. I thought transferring here would mean a fresh start, but everyone still has this impression of me which I can't seem to change. The rest of us looked at each other in confusion when we saw how sad Ashley's situation actually was. We didn't know there were so many downsides to being high school popular. Ashley, you know you can just be yourself, right? The world will have to accept you for who you truly are. If people don't like you, then so be it. Yeah, if they don't, that's their problem, not yours. You can't fit into a mold to please everyone, because there's no such thing. I don't want to agree with her, but she has a point. Let the whole world know the real Ashley, and you too, Zoe. Someday, you'll find a good guy who loves you for yourself. Alright girls, that's settled. Now, I have to deal with my own mess. Billy found out the truth and now he's been ghosting me. But I swear to God, I'm in love with this guy. Gotta go. Bye! I couldn't believe I was rooting for my saboteur and her accomplice to be together. But here I was. Go get him, tiger! The next Monday, Ashley walked to class and had lunch with me instead of Madison and her clique. And of course, this didn't go unnoticed. You left us for her? What is she? You're not hot sister? (laughs) Before I could clap back, Ashley stood up and unleashed her inner sass. This is me living my life as my true self. If any of you bootlickers have something to say about that, you can shove it where the sun won't shine. Sweet Mary, Jesus, and Holy Spirits. Who knew she had it in her? Her words completely decimated those hyenas. And suddenly, someone grabbed my wrist. Victor? Slow down! Where are you taking me? Besides, you got the wrong person, and also the wrong address for this. You should give it to her yourself. Actually, I sent it to the right girl, but apparently, she still hasn't opened it. Wait. What? And you're right. I should tell her myself. It's just that Billy and I made a deal that sisters are off limits, so I thought it's better to avoid you but hearing Ashley talk about being herself made me realize that I'm sick of hiding my feelings. I'm gonna make Billy see how sincere I am for you. Before I do that, Ashley, I like you. And, um, will you go on a date with me? Yes! Ahem, I mean, yeah, I suppose that would be cool. This is beyond my wildest dream! Not only do I have a brand new friend, but also a date with my dream guy! Fortune is finally smiling on me.
2: (laughs) The teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie, I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question, or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion, and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm actually a genius but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school, and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge, and our physicist even quit after arguing with me, and threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it, and I had a place at Yale already secured. But, my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away. And I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend. I want dates and attention. So I decided to play dumb. And according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls, a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly, and I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly, and I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip, but I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best-looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... The poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. Ah! And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even Zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell! I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super-powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then, I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming, and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman? That's just leverage! I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then, I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics! What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example. Because of my disguise, my parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb, a musician from the parallel class, with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician. He was saying, but Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple. Not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, The midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah, I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love. And the teacher was freaking out, boyfriend or career, a choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard, and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open, and... It was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days. And the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a grammar cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds, he retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left, and I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here. I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? I'm not going to read any stupid textbooks. You won't. Just listen. You're a musician, and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation. And then, I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it. But, I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it. I don't like it. Okay. I crossed my arms around my chest. My anger, overwhelming. School's not my thing, cat. Yeah, you're better off living with your parents until you're old, work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time, maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me, and I guess it was not love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me, and then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice, but as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb! I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, Cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down. And then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school because that's where I see you. I love you, Cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I taught Caleb on my own. And at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, he'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently, and they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb, and he looked like a happy puppy not a badass rocker. I passed the test, cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally... My intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things, but he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments, like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell.
3: You all know I adore that silly girl. I patted Whitney's cheek, and she jokingly poked me on the side. We adore you too, our dear subscribers, added Whitney. See you again soon. Ciao! I sent an air kiss to the camera, and we finished the broadcast. Get your hands off me, goat! I hissed angrily and pushed Whitney away. Don't touch me, you fool. She waved her fist at me. I hope this is our last broadcast. I can't stand you any longer. It's mutual, Trisha. Whitney finally left, and I was able to exhale in peace. Hi, my name is Trisha, and I have to pretend to be friends with my nemesis for the sake of the hype. Whitney and I were never friends, and we've disliked each other since primary school. This upstart pissed me off so much that we were literally fighting every day. You won't believe it, but at one point, our parents even stopped being called to the principal's office because everyone is fed up with our feud. When we moved to high school, the feud only intensified. The first love and attention only fueled our hatred. As it happens, we were the prettiest girls in school. And I had to make all sorts of shenanigans with Whitney to hold on to the lead. I messed up her hair and clothes, set her up in front of the cool guys, and tried to turn her studies into a nightmare. But Whitney was a tough nut to crack. One Valentine's Day, she did me so bad that I've been cleaning up the aftermath for a year. Whitney sent all the nerds Valentine's cards on my behalf, signed in my handwriting, and with a print of red lipstick. She even spritzed the Valentines with the same perfume as mine. She wrote that I was ready to go on a date with each of the nerds. After all, they are worthy of attention despite their lame appearance and an irresistible craving for video games and anime. The whole pimple army just flooded me with messages and they even started hitting on me at school. In the end, the cool guy started laughing at me and the stubborn nerds waited for their moment of stardom. I even had to close my social media pages. And that is a big blow to my ratings. After that, I ordered myself a huge pillow with Whitney's face on it. And every day, I'd hit it as hard as I could, taking out all my anger. But worst of all, it started when I transferred to another school. Or rather, not just me, but that upstart Whitney. I was ready to spit venom. There she was again. However, the children at the new school thought first that we were just friends in a fight and word spread around the school about cool girls like us. We can take down a couple of local school queens and take the crown away from them. These words made our sense of self-importance break through the ceiling, and we decided that we could certainly use that kind of popularity. Meeting at the best pizzeria, Whitney and I have decided to sign a temporary truce. I'm willing to put up with you for that. I'm 70% fame, you're 30. Whitney declared, what? I'm 80 and you're 20. I got angry. Sure, chicken. You're the chicken. I took the juice and threw it in her face. We got into a fight and tore down the nearest tables. And so it was up to me and Whitney blazing with anger to wash all the dishes in the cafe to pay the fine as we didn't have enough money one way or another we came to a common decision and the next day two classmates Whitney and Trisha showed up at school the boys ran after us like puppies but the girls didn't like it naturally conspiracies began to form against us but hardened fighters like us coped with these attacks together Courtney and Suzanne the local queens of the school they didn't want to give us the upper hand and I had a plan to stomp on them Whitney Remember your Valentine's Day stunt? Of course I remember. It's the best surgery I've ever had. I made you a real sucker. Whitney laughed quite a bit. I couldn't stand it and we had a fight, breaking each other's nails and messing up each other's hair. However, we implemented our plan with Valentine's. Whitney did everything like a true master framer. And so Courtney and Suzanne are being chased by a mob of nerds and the other guys laughed dismissively at them. We won, but to stop there would have been foolish. And so our shared blog on all social media was born. We won the hearts of thousands of viewers. But behind the scenes, we were ready to eat each other up every day. Donations, likes, fame, and dates with cool guys were the best reward for patience. But then something happened that I didn't even expect from Whitney. On another broadcast, She suddenly offered her subscribers a poll. Who is the coolest girl between the two of us after all? I of course wanted to finish the broadcast quickly, but the audience liked the idea. Voting began to gain momentum. Whitney was suddenly winning by a huge margin. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, thank you, my darlings, said Whitney in a sweet voice. Thank you. But I don't think it's fair to poor Trisha. You know what? I give the title of the coolest girl to her! Whitney ostentatiously put the crown on me and jumped with joy. I was shocked and I didn't know what to say. When the broadcast ended, I even decided to thank Whitney. I didn't expect that from you. Thank you, Whitney. I lowered my gaze modestly. I think we should stop feuding, Tricia. We are a great team. We hugged and I felt a strange lightness. When I got home, I even threw away the battering cushion with Whitney's face on it. The truce has even cheered me up. I didn't notice how the boys started to treat us. Whitney was basking in the glory, and all I got was condescending and pitiful smiles and compliments. It was only then that it dawned on me. Whitney made a poor lamb out of me. She, like a kind fairy, gave me the crown, encouraged everyone to spoil me with likes and comments, and she was gaining popularity herself. You hear that, fairy godmother? I'm going to rip your hair out. I pounced on Whitney right before the shoot. It's taking you a long time, Trisha, grinned the cheeky girl. Poor thing. I'm only trying to shelter you in my shadow from trouble. I'm going to rip your hair out. We started fighting again. I made such a mess of Whitney that she was sure she wasn't going to live. But Whitney showed herself confidently on camera. Suddenly, she started telling everyone that she was just sick, but she came to the broadcast for me. For me! And she began to bask in the glory rays again, but I got a lot of disapproving comments. That same day, I bought a new pillow with Whitney's picture on it, only this time in full size, and beat her until she ran out of strength. Oh, how she pisses me off. This broadcast is where my story began, and it will end with my victory, rest assured. At another meeting with subscribers, I decided that the poor lamb would be Whitney and slipped a laxative into her milkshake. Oh, there was no face on Whitney and I groomed her in every way possible. At the same time, talking to everyone else and hanging out. Trisha, we think we better get together another time. Subscribers gathered around Whitney. Yes, Whitney's not feeling well. She needs to rest. Come on, let's party. I jumped up on a chair and started dancing. The truth is that it only made everyone angry. And then Whitney turned to the others with a faint smile. Guys, let Trisha have some fun. She really needs it now. Don't worry about me. And she collapsed. I went from being a poor lamb to a disgusting toad. Enough! That's enough! I shouted. Listen, we're not friends. We've hated each other since we were kids. I hate Whitney and she hates me. We fight and quarrel all the time. Come on, Whitney. Tell them the truth. Oh, you poor thing. Whitney came up to me, Trisha, if you want, I'll give you our blog. Don't hurt my heart with words like that. Whitney squeezed out a tear. After that, I was almost thrown out of the party right into the street. I had to block all my social media again because I've been inundated with angry messages. And at school, I even had to eat lunch in the backyard next to the most accomplished losers. But the wrangling with Whitney has stopped. It was as if we no longer existed for each other. Whitney continued to blog alone, and I concentrated on my studies because college is only a month away. My whole life has turned gray. I had money, and no matter what, the guys were still chasing me. But something very important is missing, without which every day was dreary and monotonous. I noticed that Whitney too, despite her fame, is not glowing with happiness. We were just passing through, and for a month, we haven't even said a word to each other. So I wanted to hear something from her, even if it was just another insult. I denied with all my might that I missed Whitney. We've been feuding for so long that I realized with horror that she was the closest human I had. I got a boyfriend, but even he couldn't fill that void. The night before graduation, I felt so sad that I stopped hitting the pillow with Whitney's face and hugged it. It's not hard to guess that I was the outsider at the prom. Even my boyfriend was scared to be around me, and he ended up just leaving me alone to dance. At one point, a huge pinata with my picture on it was dragged onto the dance floor, and they started beating her with bats to get the sweets. And I was breathless with resentment. That's enough! Are you animals? Whitney came out to them. She deserved it, shouted someone from the crowd. I was sure it was another one of Whitney's plans and just watched it all holding back tears. In the end, I couldn't stand it and decided to leave the prom. And I've been dreaming of it for so long. This part of the hall was very dark and I thought it was a great chance to slip away. But then someone sat down next to me and sighed heavily. I didn't think prom was gonna suck so badly, was Whitney's voice. Are you serious, gloating? I snapped, but in my heart, I was glad she came to me. No, this has gone too far, Trisha. I didn't want it to. There was silence, but we stayed seated next to each other. Why don't we go and sit down at our favorite pizza place? She suddenly asked, are you trying to poison me? You've got lots of friends here, hang out with them. Friends, Whitney grinned. I thought long and hard about friendship, and you know what I realized? Because of our feud, I've never had a friend closer than you. I know the feeling, I grinned too, and we suddenly (laughs) laughed. Whitney and I left the evening without saying anything to anyone. Most of the night, we ate pizza and chatted. It turns out we knew everything about each other, our interests, favorite music, soap operas, and food. We used to use it as a weapon, and now it has become a topic of our friendly conversation. Naturally, we applied to the best college in the state and ended up studying there together. It's hard to believe, but we became become such close friends that I began to think of Whitney as my sister. This story ended with a very important discovery for me. Sometimes teenage feuds are just a thirst for attention, and your enemy may be your closest friend. Because, in fact, your interests and views are very similar. Have you ever had a situation where your enemy has become a loyal friend or even a loved one? Write your stories in the comments. It'll be very interesting. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like, and share this video with your friends.